Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, Dr. Art. Hello, Dr. Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, It's another great Friday night when I get to be with you and our wonderful guest. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're new to this show, this is New Reality Solutions, and you may have just kind of happened upon us. Um, We hope you enjoy it. If you have been a faithful listener and possibly a subscriber, we're very grateful to you. Thank you so much for joining us every Friday night. And thank you for subscribing. Um, This show is all about helping people to navigate life in a much better way. And we bring on all kinds of topics to help people with stress, with PTSD, with anxiety, with um with better ways to be productive. I mean, it, it's, it spans a gamut. And uh, we always want to bring you free solutions, the simple things that you can do on your own um, so that you can have a better life. Yeah? Absolutely. That's what we're about. And yeah. uh, we, we pick topics that we think will be of broad interest uh, across our uh, viewing and listening audience. And we also have fabulous guests like we have tonight uh, that want to talk about some things that can also make your life uh, much better than it has ever been. Absolutely. In fact, tonight we're going to be talking with a, a, a bona fide medium. Her name is Natalie Sutherland, and I will we'll be introducing her in a little bit. Um, Her mission is the upliftment and enlightenment of the human collective. And we met her not long ago. Uh, She's right here in our city, and we're pretty lucky to have her. So we'll be talking about uh, a lot of really interesting things this show. Um, Do remember that the show is live. It's a talk show, and it's live, but you can call in. So if you have a question for our guest or if you have a question for myself or Dr. Art, we welcome your call. And if you're in the United States, you can dial uh, toll-free 888-627-6008. And if you are outside the U.S., you want to dial 1-323-744-4831. Anything I've forgotten, Dr. Art? I think you're right up to date. Okay. I do want to say again, thank you to our faithful subscribers. And just a little plug, if you enjoy this show, and if you like our mission to help people uh, beyond the one-on-one that we can, one-on-one that we can do in our office, we wanted to reach a a broader uh, audience so that we were doing more help uh, on a, on a bigger scale. And if you feel that our show is of value uh, to you and to others. We hope that you will become a subscriber. And Thomas, would you show on our show page, there's a little uh, place to click. And for as little as $2.99 a month, you can help us keep the lights on here and keep our mission going. 
So and that's if you watch at four times in a month, the shows are seventy five cents a piece. What a amazing! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and together, I think we calculated that we have a hundred years of experience combined, and that's how old we are. <laughs> <laughs> We are old and wise. So uh, with that, I'm going to introduce Dr. Art's tip of the week for his wisdom to help you this week with something interesting. He always brings something interesting. Okay. In keeping with our one word title, the title for this week is Paradigm. Mm. Funny spelling, P-A-R-A. A D I G M. That's kind of a weird spelling, but so what is a paradigm? It's a an accepted way of doing things. Um, it's a, it's a kind of an agreed on limit uh, to what is possible to to be done. And so um, some of the things that come to mind are: remember Roger Bannister? He broke the four minute mile. The four minute mile was an impossible paradigm. And Roger Bannister broke that. And interesting thing is after that, a number of people also broke that same record. But they had come almost like they had to know that it's possible to do. Somebody had to be the first to do it. And mm-hmm. then other people could do it. Another one comes to mind is um, the way we move objects through the air. We started off with the Wright brothers and uh, we, we developed propeller planes and got as much performance, uh, everybody thought, that you, you can't move anything through the air any faster um, than, than we were able to do it. And then all of a sudden, somebody said, well, what if we didn't even have a propeller? What if we just pulled air in and blew it back out the faster at the back end? And the jet aircraft came in and blew out all the paradigms that had been set with the, with the prop planes. And we're going faster and faster and faster. And finally, uh, they picked that out. And they said, okay, now we want to go into space. And the only problem with going into space with a jet is that there's no oxygen, there's no air in space. So we got to have a new kind of a, a, an engine that'll carry its own. So then we, somebody developed a rocket engine and all of a sudden we've got a whole new, new speed uh, things and you know breaking away from the Earth's gravitational field or possible, which you couldn't do in a prop plane or, or even a jet plane. So, so these are paradigms that um, people figured out a different way of doing things. The one that I want to talk about uh, today is um, the Olympic high jump gold medal winners. Hmm. I'd like to review uh, very quickly all the way back to 1900. They were using a style of jumping called the scissors. And uh, for 19 years, that um, uh, allowed people to increase the height jumped up to 75 inches, which is a a five-inch improvement Hmm. uh, over that period, using the same paradigm. All of a sudden, somebody decided, well, how about if we use something they call the Western Roll? That went from 1920 to 1951, a period of 31 years. That increased the old limit by another five inches. Hmm. Then came the straddle from 1952 to 1968, a period of 18 years. That added another five inches to the peak that could be jumped. And then came the Fosbury flop. Um, as, as I understand it, that's when you run up and you turn around 
and sprang backwards uh, head first over the bar. Um, so that went from 69 to 96. 96 is the last year that I have any records. Uh, that was a 27 year paradigm uh, during that period. That added another nine inches to the wow. top that could be jumped. So, wow. so my question to you is, what paradigms have you accepted as limits hmm. that turn out to be just self-imposed historical barriers that may be getting in the way of your exceptional success? Mm-hmm. If you're really curious about Olympic high jumping, uh, 90, uh, 96 is the last year I have. Please go back and look and see if anybody has been able to break the Fosbury flop paradigm, or maybe just continue to use the Fosbury flop and refining it, refining it, and refining it. Has anybody been able to jump higher than 94 inches? That's two inches short of eight feet wow. that people are jumping in the high jump. So I would be willing to bet since 96 that there's been at least one, maybe two other paradigms that have improved on the Fosbury flop. So take a look, see what you find out. I love it. And I know why you chose paradigm tonight. Oh, you do. (laughs) (laughs) We're about to blow everybody's paradigm. We are. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to introduce our amazing guest. We're very, very excited to have her. Uh, Let me read her introduction. um, And uh, it's going to be quite a show. Mm -hmm. Natalie Sutherland is a medium from Edinburgh, I hope I'm saying that right, Edinburgh, Scotland, who grew up in a household of some gifted mediums. Her grandmother, who was an excellent medium, told her these gifts do usually run in the family. Either that or there's something in the water in Scotland. (laughs) Natalie saw spirit from a young age and began to train in mediumship meditation circles as a teenager. She began giving readings very soon thereafter, but like any teenager, she tried to push it aside to pursue other things and have a quote-unquote normal life. (laughs) Natalie's travels led her to Los Angeles, California, where she worked for many years in the entertainment field. During this time, she joined a wonderful mediumship circle in a small spiritual center in Hollywood. And from there, the call started to get very loud. She found herself giving more and more readings than ever. And in meditation one day, her guides told her it was time to build the center to help heal humanity. She was guided to Sarasota with her husband, Matthew, and together they built the higher realm, which focuses on the upliftment and enlightenment of the human race. They have mediumship services every Wednesday evening and Sunday afternoon, and she gives one-on-one sessions there. Um, There's all kinds of great things that go on there. Uh, Most recently, Mary Magdalene has been with them at the Higher Realm, bringing beautiful messages to the congregation. So with that, I am going to say welcome, Natalie. Thank you very much. And it's, it's actually Edinburgh. 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 Okay. It's the butter. I know Americans, it's it's the berg for some reason. <laughs> the butter. It's like the roll of the tongue up there, the butter. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love a Scottish brogue. I love it. <laughs> 
mine actually isn't that thick anymore. If you heard my brother or some of my cousins, I think you'd be like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> mine yeah. is not as thick as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, yes. I've mm. been um, on the land of the USA for quite some time. So I have a very thin brogue and mm. not that strong, but you know, you can take the girl out of Scotland, but you can't take Scotland out of the girl. So. Absolutely. <laughs> have you been to Findhorn? No? I don't okay. think so. No. Findhorn yeah. is, is a, in Scotland, it is a, a garden that has m- unbelievable supersized produce. I mean, like giant produce. Very spiritual. Yeah. No, interesting. I'll have to ask my mom about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I was sure you'd have thought of it, uh, have heard of it, but. No, I've never heard of that. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Next time I'm home. Yes. Well, yeah. thank you very much for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Um, uh, of course, standing amongst, like you said, a hundred years of wisdom and knowledge here is quite something and really makes <laughs> you think, really makes you think. So, but I think what's beautiful about this is yeah, with you two, the fact that you're continuing to grow and continuing to still learn, if you will, I think that is really excellent because, you know, a lot of our times here on the planet, we kind of feel like, oh, we've capped that. Now we're done on to the next. And, yeah. you know, you're never done until you're out of the body. So exactly. whilst, whilst we're here, there's and even then, <laughs> even then, even then, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. But awesome. Art, you, were, you were speaking of paradigms and I was sitting here listening and I thought we are breaking paradigms every day in the higher every realm. Every day. Yes. Yeah. Every day. Yes. Yeah. And it, well, yeah, I was going to say it's a great, um, I think, uh, confirmation of how there's not really just one paradigm. There yeah. are so many. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And so, I look at, at them as just limits that we've accepted as true. And uh, boy, they really need to be reexamined because a lot of them are not true at all. We've just accepted it. them yes. for years, maybe hundreds of years. Not true anymore. You mm-hmm. know? Exactly. Yeah. I always say just because one person crossed a river one way, it doesn't mean that's the only way to cross the river. Right. There are yeah. hundreds of ways and some are still not yet discovered. Yes. Yeah. So. What is it like to be a medium? I think a lot of people would like to know, what is the experience like? You know, when I was younger, when I was younger and I used to, um, uh, I was a waiter of people. I've, I've always been a waiter of people around me. But when I was younger, it was one of those things because I didn't quite know how to control it. So, you know, I would have people visit me in very strange circumstances. I remember I was in, there's a spa in California And I was there one day getting a massage. And uh, I remember going in, I thought, oh, great. I've got the hour to myself. This is Natalie time. You know, none of them are going to bother me. So I remember lying down on the massage table and it was nice and quiet and they've got the music on. And it was a very nice gentleman there that, you know, you meet very briefly prior to the massage. And as he starts to massage my back, I suddenly see his uncle standing in the corner of the room. Oh, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I get barely <laughs> drink myself. Here I am in my own massage. You're standing in the corner. He was a very nice man, though. And he said, um, he just says, I passed away three weeks ago. I had pancreatic cancer. And he said, I raised him. I know he's been really, really, really um, worried about me. And he said, and I think he's concerned that I'm not in the light. 
I need a few more little things to say to him. And, you know, of course, because I feel like it's my duty at this point. So I said, that's fine. I will pass it on. But for the next, you know, 55 minutes, if you could please. Like, please come on. <laughs> and he was like, great. And so, but it was hard to relax the rest of the massage. Cause now I'm thinking this guy's going to think I'm nuts. If I suddenly bring up afterwards, by the way, had a bit of a conversation with your uncle. <laughs> you never know how somebody's going to take that. Uh-huh. So Anyway, at the end of the massage, we kind of walked out the room and he walked me up the stairs and he said, you know, the women's spa is that way. And I stopped him and I said, you know, I said, I really need to tell you something. And I said, and I've, I didn't, if I didn't have this calling, if you will, I would ignore this. And I said, but I feel like I owe it to your uncle. And the minute I said the word uncle, his face just froze. And I said, he showed up in the room and I said, um, I've seen people on the other side my whole life. And I said, they're always in the light. They always come with love. And I explained to him what his uncle had said to me. And I said, he's completely at peace. He's in absolutely no pain. He loves you very much. And he just wants you to know, don't worry about him. He's completely fine. And I could see his eyes started to fill up. And he, did, he didn't say anything. He was like a deer in the headlights. And I said, okay, so I'm just going to leave that with you. And I'm now, I'm going to go to the spa now. So then I kind of walked up the stairs and into the spa and then I, of course, I'm like, oh, why do you always have to come to me at these times? But I did feel when I was leaving, I thought, you know, they only come when they feel like it's someone needs them. Someone really needs that confirmation or they've, you know, when people are having a really hard time thinking that, you know, there's this thing called death and, you know, they're gone and they're never going to see them again. It is such a kind of uh, healing to someone to know that their loved ones haven't gone anywhere. They've mm-hmm. just merely stepped out of the body in one paradigm and now exist in another. And, you know, there are people a lot more than just myself that the veil is very thin between these worlds. So it's just very easy for me for some reason to access them and always has been. So after that, that's when I was like, okay, I control it. You can't just pop in anytime. <laughs> you really have appointments for this. But they are good. They are really good now at um, at paying attention and listening to me when when it comes to that. So wow. So do you did you talk to the uncle psychically instead of obviously you weren't verbal? No, I wasn't verbal. So when I'm on um, when I'm on stage in one of my services, it's all it's all really verbal. I'm talking to them at the same time. I'm talking to actual people. And I can communicate with them telepathically. I can ask them questions and I can hear the answers. But when it's in a situation like that, um, I'm not verbalizing. We're talking. Really, it's kind of like, in a sense, uh, telepathically. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can hear everything they're saying and they can hear my questions. And then when I'm in my one-on-one readings, I, I do the same because as I'm talking to people and if someone steps in and says, you know, oh, you know, I'm her grandmother or I'm her friend, but doesn't really clarify too much more. As I'm physically talking with the person, I'll be asking them questions. Okay, go further on that. Okay, how did you know them? How did you transition? So it's kind of like there's two conversations. It's it's a little tricky to explain, but I'm, I'm a very open channel in that regard. So as I'm channeling, uh, Dr. Art seen me, um, it goes very fast. Because their frequency, they are very heightened frequency. So I'm t- trying to grab everything they're saying. And at the same time, I'm then trying to filter that into a physical human way that I can explain that to the person in front of me. Wow. 
Is this tiring yeah. for you? Does it wear you out to do readings like that on the stage? And You know, it, it, it's kind of a twofold answer. When I'm in it, I'm channeling, so I'm, I'm not even aware of really the physical body of Natalie. Um, and then when I do trans mediumship, when I allow, you know, Mary Magdalene to come through me and whenever they want to speak through me, um, again, I'm completely unaware. Afterwards, I get very tired. So it's not until after and I'm like, oh, because it's a lot of energy work, you know, um, with one on one readings, I typically try not to do more than three a day because they, they're an hour each. I don't do less than an hour because there's, there's always so many people that come and there's so much information. Um, but again, when I'm in it, I feel, because I'm, I'm in their frequency and it's just flowing, it's usually afterwards. And when my head hits the pillow, uh, I'm good for about 10 hours. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. When Mary Magdalene is talking, when you come out of that uh, kind of a trance-like state, do you know what you've said or is that all completely um not not I have no idea I have no, no idea. I just okay. I I'm, I step aside I can feel them beginning to come in and so I okay. step aside there's very few that I've allowed to actually channel through me mm-hmm. I only take from the highest and best frequencies so we only we only deal in the realms of light and love yeah. Um, and I have a really good team who I work with on the other side that I've worked with for a long time. So mm-hmm. they man the door for me, if you will. They kind of stand mm-hmm. at the door and filter mm-hmm. who's going to come through. When Mary Magdalene, when she comes in, I'm I am aware that I step aside and she comes through me. I don't know what she's saying. Um, there's some things I'll pick up on. I pick on that. Uh, um, sometimes it, she'll do things with her hands or I'm aware that something's going to the the congregation there's all there's like healing that she's sending and she sends stuff to them because I'm aware of things happening but it's when I step back in the body it takes me a bit you know definitely quite a few seconds till I'm fully back back, then usually I have someone record it so I can see afterwards what her message was Mm -hmm. um for the collective that night right yeah I have a question that occurred to me um when I was thinking about doing this uh, interview um, as to whether you've solved any murder mysteries or any lost uh, person mysteries by, because the person has come to you and you've been able to tell the police where they are. So, yeah, uh, I haven't with the police. I have in readings helped people find um their siblings that were lost I've helped some people find um I reunited a woman the other day with her father that she didn't know where she where he was and he was the first person that came in before I go into a reading I always go into pre-meditation and with my guides we usually kind of do a a filter just to see who's there and so I have people coming in immediately um and I did have a gentleman come in and say I'm her dad she doesn't know who I am and gave me all this information so when I came in I said your dad's here and she kind of gasped and she said I've been searching for him my whole life and so he explained when he transitioned how he transitioned so I brought a lot of people together mm-hmm. um I did have a woman who her teenager had disappeared and uh, I managed, and he's still on the physical plane. He wasn't even in the spirit world. Oh. But with them, I managed to find where he was in Costa Rica and give her that information. Oh, wow. So there is a, there is a lot, there is a lot that we can do. Um, 
there's in terms of merger mysteries, uh, I, I, I know older mediums in Scotland who had done that. And mm-hmm. um, you kind of open yourself up um, in a situation where I don't know that it, it can get you open yourself up for to kind of take some arrows when you put yourself in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not close to it at all. Um, if if the police did come to me or the FBI and wanted information on that, I feel it would be in my duty to, you know, obviously get in touch with those children or those people and, and give that information. And mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of an arena where you never really know who to fully trust. And, you know, oh, yeah. it gets a little bit, uh, I don't want to say dangerous, but a little bit, uh, you're kind of walking a tightrope there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would be... I, I would imagine. Have you, in all these years of, of having people uh, contact you, have they ever revealed a whole lot of details about what it's like for them on the other side? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I get intricate details from, from most of them. I get what happened the minute they, the minute they were severed, when they stepped out the body. Um, uh, most of them will, will bring that up in readings. What happened to them? Who was there to greet them? Where they went? Everything that inv- evolved afterwards. It is incredible. And it's interesting because it's not, it's not identical for every single person, mm-hmm. but there are, there is a through line of similarities that happen to every single person. I've also had, um, you know, growing up in Scotland, we're surrounded by there's heavy Catholics, there's heavy Protestants. We're, it's a bit different from America. We really, that's our heaviest religions is Catholic and Protestant. America, I know there's like a, a whole load of other ones. And I get a lot of people that come to me and will kind of forewarn me. So I'm Christian and, um, you know, my family were very Catholic. So I'm a bit nervous to do this because I've heard that this is blasphemy and this is off the devil and things like that, which Mm -hmm. I understand because that belief system um, has taught them that. What's interesting, whenever they come into my reading rooms, I get I get family members like there's no tomorrow coming to me and all <laughs> religious and it's interesting to hear them when they come forward and saying uh, quite a few of them especially the Catholic ones said I'm glad I had my faith but I had no idea that so much more existed so mm-hmm. hearing how it's really impacted them even when they've crossed over and how at the end of the day, we're all going to the same place. We're all going to be reunited with our loved ones. And yes, there's different levels, much like in the physical world, there's different levels that you can exist on. And, you know, like attracts like, very much the same on the other side. Um, but when those people come in and they start meeting their loved ones and things like that, it is almost a release for them because they felt like, oh, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. And they, uh, they walk away with such healing. And I'm always like, thank you. That was why they were guided to me. That was why. Well, we have a caller. Um, her name is Carol. Um, my question for Natalie is this. Natalie, you always say that you only take from the highest frequencies. So does that mean if you are trying to connect with someone in the spirit world and they are not of a very high frequency, you can't get them? Or can you tell they're out there, but you just will not connect with them for your own protection? So that's correct. If the, I haven't yet ran into um, 
anyone that has been horrific here on the physical plane, which uh, for me uh, means that they've not quite made it up to that frequency yet. So, um, you know, I kind of liken it to, if you think of Hitler, when Hitler crosses over to the other side, he's not going to reside in the same place as Jesus or Mary Magdalene. That's not going to happen. He's going to be in a place where he has extra protection with them. And that is people that are helping him, helping him to understand what he did on the earth plane that wasn't right. And what that he he did that was not in the light and wasn't good. And so there's work that he has to do on the other side until he can get to that frequency. So I don't partake in anything of the lower frequencies. I only stay in the highest one. I have had people that have um, haven't done great things on the earth plane and have crossed over and they've come in and it's almost like they have been rehabilitated, if you will, uh, much like, again, on the physical plane. They have gone through um, a lot of work to turn everything that they did in Partukin into lessons and into wisdom so that they can now start paying off that karmic debt from there with people in the physical realm, mm-hmm. which is really exquisite. Uh, there's a thing that I should bring up. It's called the life review. And everybody that has crossed over, every single one of them has had to go through this. So after you cross over in whatever capacity it is, depending on if you've had a really traumatic life, um, you have what they call a resting period on the other side. So if you've had a pretty easy life, nothing major has happened, it's kind of been easy breezy, that resting period might be really quick and your soul is ready to go and okay, let's, let's do what are we doing now? Um, but you get taken to a place uh, kind of like a movie theater. And as you go inside, you're, you're by yourself, but you're aware that your guides and your elders are there in case you need them. And you watch the life review. And the life review is the life that you have just lived from when you entered as a baby to when you transitioned out of that body, no matter what age it is. And it's shown to you um, like a projector, but it's almost like holograms from what they say. But you're able to receive it instantaneously, instantaneously. But you don't just see it. You feel it all, all of it. And you don't just feel it from your perspective. You feel it from every single person's perspective. So there's no big man standing in judgment of you. You actually are in judgment of yourself so that there is full accountability from that that you were a part of on the earth plane Again, that you did very good, that you see the ripple effect from that, but that that you did that wasn't so good that you could do better next time so that you can fully understand, okay, that's where I need to expand because everything is about the expansion of the soul and doing better every time you come back. So after the life review, I get a lot of people that come through that hadn't maybe been so great on the earth plane, but they have done a lot of work and taken full accountability for what they were party to and have grown and expanded so much so that they can actually come in. And especially when they're meeting with a loved one, there's great forgiveness that can happen within that. Wow. Yeah. That is a healing thing. That is a really healing thing. Fascinating. And, and uh, the life review is across the board. Everybody does the board, every single person, every single person. Because there's things as you go through life that you kind of forget, you know, you you just kind of forget you could have had a bad day and 
yelled at that mother with the baby and you, you didn't know that she just lost her husband a month before. We don't know people's circumstances. Mm. So as we're in our own reality, you know, kind of sending out that energy, we don't know who's picking them that up and what the ripple effect of that is for that person. Mm-hmm. But you see it in the life review and then you fully understand, okay, I can't, I have to try and always lead from my best self. Mm. That's the journey. I have a question, you know, when you say about coming back, because I I totally believe in reincarnation, but so my mother and father have passed and by now I would think that they've reincarnated. I mean, like time doesn't really like, how do you explain time in the spirit world? But then how is it that when I cross over, I'm going to see them if they've already reincarnated like is it is it parts of the soul that incarnates every different lifetime how does that work so first off I want to say thank you to cattle that was a great question um, and I hope I answered it um so <clears throat> there's no time in the spirit world you are correct there is no such thing as time it's definitely very man-made so from I have met some people that have come back uh very quickly and then I've, I've, I've met people that it's taken them 400 years to come back. Uh, usually it just depends on the situation. It also depends on that life that you have lived. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a reading a couple of weeks ago and there was a young soldier who had died very young in World War II. And I asked him, is he come back? And he said, no. And I asked why? And he said, because that was a very traumatic life and I'm still not ready yet. So sometimes for people, it takes a while. So if I'm in a reading with you and say your mother has chosen to come back and, you know, she's in another body now and continuing her journey, there is, um, if there, think of it like a kind of little silver umbilical cord up here, and then you have your higher self. So you have this, there's you. And then a lot of the time in meditation and things like this, you can shift into your higher self which I explain it like this. I say, think of like a silver lining. And this is home, which is the spirit realm. It's not the afterlife because you are there before. This is home. So we're all here. And then prior to coming down here into the physical, we're up here. And then we say, oh, okay, so I haven't done that that yet. I'm going to choose that. I'm going to choose that. And yeah, we had a great time last lifetime. Let's be siblings this time. And oh, I'm going to pick her as my mom because we were siblings in another lifetime. And that was kind of fun. Or we didn't learn everything we wanted to. So let's shift the dynamic. So up here, all's fun and games up here. And then you pick everything and say, okay, now we go. And then boom, you fall down into the physical. So then you're in the body. And then you don't remember anything from up here when you're down here because you're not supposed to. Otherwise, there is no purpose in this. If we knew everything we'd agreed to already, none of us would be here. So up here, think of yourself here. But up here, there's a higher part of you that is always up here. So this is your higher consciousness, if you will. And the only difference between me and you is that I'm, I've practiced in opening up this channel between both worlds. Mm-hmm. And I believe everybody has this, by the way. And I'm sure if you had been practicing too, you would, you would do this just fine. So when you come into a reading, that higher part of your mother still exists in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Even if she's in another body, I can still get in touch with her and talk to her. 
And I can, and she would come and the, the, the best part is they can show me the form that they took when they knew you. Hmm. So I would see her as your mother. I would see the physical form as that. Not that she's in it now, but it's the form that she shows me that this is what I was when I was her mother in that time. Wow. But her earthly part can be inside somebody else. Fascinating. Thank you Amazing. for that. What we, really yeah. what we it, have to look forward to. Yeah. What we have to look forward to. Yeah. You know, were... I feel like I need to to bring something up because it just came to me, but it came up in a reading today and it kind of flows in with what we're talking about. About uh, four and a half years ago, my husband and I, we had a, uh, we had a little girl, Isabella, a daughter who passed away. And I never in a million years thought that I would be someone that was thrust into the world of having a deceased child. Now, being a medium and having very good conversations with the other side and very good relationship, my father's over there. I have a lot of people over there. This threw me into an arena that I I did not understand. And I, I, I couldn't grasp that my daughter physically was gone. And, you know, sometimes I feel that when you are walking a certain path, you have to know it, not just a little bit. You have to know it to really be in that path. And I went through an extremely dark period after that um, and was trying to talk to her. And then I could get her sometimes and then I couldn't get her. And I was just I was losing my mind. I, I, I felt like I couldn't communicate with anyone on the other side. It was complete shutdown. And I kept saying, why did you take her? Why did you take her? Why did you take her? And then one night, this guide came to me that I had never met. And I'm, I'm very familiar with my own guides I work with on a daily basis. And the, it was, he was a gentleman and he came to me and he said, we haven't met, but you have been asking and we have to take you right now. So I went with him. I left my body and I went with him. And I was aware that we traveled very quickly. And I entered this, it looked like this kind of white temple and it was all marble. And as we walked in, there was a very large guard standing by one of the pillars. And he looked Egyptian. He was about 10 feet tall. He had a gold headdress on, a gold kind of skirt thing and uh, this kind of spear. And he did not move. He just stared straight ahead, very still. But I was aware that he was alive. And as I walked in, I knew this was a sacred place. And I was aware that very few come in here. And so as I walked in, the man said, the guide, he said, do you know where you are? And I said, yes. Now, I'd never even heard of this place. But in that moment, I knew it. And I said, this is a tapestry room. And he said, you are correct. And he said, come with me. And he walked me up. And in front of me was this giant tapestry. And I could see the top of it and the bottom. But I could not see where it started. And I couldn't see where it ended. And it was right in front of me. And as I looked at it, I could see every single thread in the tapestry. And some were golden and some were blue and some were dark. And, but every one of them was vibrating. Every tiny thread was vibrating. And I saw ones that were really bright for a short amount of time and then went dark again. And how another one crossed it and it went dark so that the other one could be seen. And the guide said, do you know what those are? And I said, 
every single soul that exists. And he says, you are correct. And then he says, step back. And we took a step back. And when I stepped back, I saw the most magnificent picture that I've ever seen, ever seen in my life. And he said, do you see your daughter's thread? And I saw Isabella's thread so bright, very short amount of time. And then I saw it go dark and I saw these other threads come over it and then other ones again. And it made the most exquisite picture on this tapestry. And he said, do you see any holes in this tapestry? And I said, no. He said, do you see any threads hanging, any rips? I said, no. He said, every soul serves a purpose in the grand tapestry of life. He said, it is divine. God makes no mistakes. Every soul counts. And he he said to me, what do you see? And I said, perfection. And for the first time since my daughter passed, I understood why she left. And he brought me back. And the next day, my entire life changed. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I was not prepared for that story. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I understood why she was necessary. And for just that part, for just that part, but how the light comes back and how other ones cross over and how some are there for a while. And then it has to make up the most divine, perfect tapestry that there is. Mm -hmm. There are no mistakes. I, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but would you be willing to say anything about the unusual reading that I had? Um, and wanting to be a healer, or would it not be good to talk about that? If you can remind me, I give so many readings, so uh, forgive me if I, f- I forget some of them, because there's people every day. Yeah. But Let me just interrupt and give yeah. the phone yeah. number for people if they want to call in. Um, if, if you're in the United States and you want to call in and talk to our guest or to us, you can dial toll-free 888 888- Six two seven six zero zero eight, and if you're outside the U.S., please feel free to dial direct at one three two three seven four 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 eight three one. Okay, you're, I just wanted to make sure that people had yeah. the phone number if they yeah. came in late. Yes, this this reading was one where um, you said uh, that Mary Magdalene had come in and said that she was kind of helping me be a better healer. And then all of a sudden you step back and you said, I think it was Sir Jesus, I believe, is here and wants to say some things. And and you delivered a message about healing and how there was a white robe of some kind involved that I may or may not already have it. But if I didn't have it, I would be receiving it in the future and be on the lookout for it, that kind of thing. So it just the appearance. Yeah, I, I I do remember that. It was a really that was a service that I had at our center, and I remember there was a lot of people there, and I, I remember the energy that night. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's heightened energy or heightened frequency, it helps physically when people come in with that, and it helps pull all of them in from the other side. Mm-hmm. And there was some people with very heightened gifts, you being one of them, and I did not know you. And I did not know you were a healer of any way, shape, or form. I didn't know that you did anything like this. 
but they did and that's all that needs to know not me <laughs> yeah. so when you when i when i turned to you i distinctly remember this like a pool of energy to you and it was almost like this golden light was being channeled to you and mary magdalene was there but i remember sir jesus stepped up right next to her and it was and it was like you you and I remember him talking about you stepping into uh, really embodying the healer that you are because he himself was a great healer. Right. So him also seeing those gifts in you and as he's giving you this white robe to say, put this on, this robe, this robe is going to find you. You're going to put it on. It is asking you to step into your gifts as a healer with others to bring what you have innately in you to others, much like he did with no doubts at all, but a complete and utter knowing that the wave isn't separate from the ocean, that you are all of the divine within yourself, not part of it, but all of it, because that's what he taught by and led by. And he saw that in you too, which is why he came to you through me with Mary Magdalene and said, you, it is you, you are a great healer. You have to step into that. And with the white robe in a way that was kind of him anointing you into this, into this arena. It is time for you to put this on. That is complete knowing, complete trust. And that is faith. And remember faith is just believing in that, which is not yet seen. Yeah. Well, it was profound uh, experience for me. I, it, it, I'm still kind of reeling from it, and uh, I uh, just hope I'm uh, able to be worthy of the of the gift. Really. So, thank no you. No doubts. No doubts. Yeah, that was that was really amazing. Oh, yes, you're welcome. Yeah, it was a, it was a moment. I do remember that. It was a moment. Yeah. Is there a particular uh, reading you've done that is uh, maybe a really profound story that um, that that you know out of all the readings you've done, is there one or two that stand out? Yes, there is. I uh, actually, it wasn't a set up reading. This was in Los Angeles, and. I was coming home from a class one night and I was in my car and I suddenly was aware of a gentleman sitting in my back seat and he appeared about halfway back on my drive. And I looked in my rear view mirror and I'd never met him before, but I, I know because, you know, spirit usually say, Oh, this is who it is. Mm. And I looked in the mirror and I said, are you Matt's brother? And there was a, a guy that I knew in LA. Um, this was several years ago. And he nodded. His name was Matt. And I said, are you Matt's brother? And he nodded. And I said, I, I guess you have a message for him. And he said, I do. And he said, the night that it happened. Now, this is before I, I didn't know he had passed away. I knew nothing. He was about 24 years old. And he said, the night it happened, my brother knew. He felt it. Will you please tell him that he's right? It was in that moment that I left my body. And I said, of course, I'll, I'll pass it on. And then he disappeared. So I see my friend, Matt, a few nights later. And of course, once again, I'm like, okay, how do I phrase this? How do I say this? And then I called him outside. We were in this uh, place. I called him outside in the, the parking lot. And I said, so I said, please don't think I'm crazy. And I said, 
I have the ability to talk to the other side. And I said, I always have. Um, and I said, and your brother showed up in my car the other night. And I told him the message that his brother had said. And Matt kind of went white in the face. And he said, my brother was, my brother was killed last week. He said on his motorcycle. And he said, this was very, very, uh, he was still kind of in that shock that not really receiving it. And he said, Last week, he said, we had been out for my birthday. And he said, my brother was there. There was quite a few of us. And he said, and I went home. And he said, and my girlfriend and I were sound asleep. And he said, all of a sudden, at about 10 past two, he said, I shot up in bed. He said, because I felt this pool in me, this thing in me. He said, and I got up and he said, I was in full body sweats and I started to pace. And my girlfriend was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he says, something just happened. Something just happened. And she was like, it's just a nightmare. You're just having a bad dream. Come back to bed. And he said, but I knew something happened. And I said, that was the moment your brother left his body. And he felt it because they were brothers. They were very connected. But the best part was, is that about two weeks later, he called me and he said, so I told my mom and he said, you know, she's never had anything like this. She's never been to a medium, but She's really, uh, it really shook her what you told me. And he said, would you come to the house and, I, and, and talk to her and maybe give it a read? And I said, absolutely. So about a week later, I went over to her house. And I do believe my mom was over from Scotland visiting at the time because my mom is um, also in this realm. So she, we were kind of tag teaming, if you will. Um, so I went over to her house. It's the longest I've ever been anywhere giving them a reading. I was there for four and a half hours because her son showed up and he told her verbatim everything that happened because he was hit by a hit and run, a drunk driver. And they never found the person until we went for that reading. I told them the car, the plates, everything. And the brother had jewelry on when he was hit. And when they went to the crime scene the next day, she was asking for what was what was left. And they gave her kind of bits and pieces. She says, no, he had some jewelry on. They said, no, there was there was no jewelry. And the brother says, yes, it is. It's in a bag and it's in the sheriff's bottom drawer. And he told me where it was. The policeman had stolen his jewelry from the crime scene. Wow. So not only did they manage to get to go back and get all of that resolved, but they also got the jewelry back. So it answered, it was extremely powerful and it answered so many questions that they had, they hadn't been told by anybody. Um, So for them, that was a resolve that I was so happy to be able to facilitate between her son and her and the brother too. Wow. Wow. And we have another caller. Uh, Paula, would you like to come on? Um, hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> um, I just want to thank you so much for bringing this show um, to us. It's, it's, I really am enjoying it. And I want to thank you so much for your presence. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I'm wondering, um, do you, do you, are you feeling any messages possibly around my energy coming through here with you? Uh, I wasn't prepared for readings. Um, oh, well, that's okay. That's, if, if not, no, um, um, the main thing is I just wanted to thank you so much. Yeah. Just so you know, Paula, um, 
anytime, because like I had said before, whenever I uh, schedule readings, it's almost like making an appointment with the physical too. There's a woman called Amubram mm-hmm. on the other side who I work with. So if I'm sitting down mm-hmm. with you, she's going to call in on all of your people. So it's like a scheduled meeting, if you will. So mm-hmm. whenever I come in the room, I do end up sitting down uh, with people. You, you do have an older woman with you, by the way. Yeah. You also have a young, uh, yeah, a very mm-hmm. young, a very young gentleman too. Um, yeah, around you. Otherwise, I know. I'm, I'm not going to say too much because otherwise we're going to be here till 12 midnight. Yes, and uh, we're just about out of time. Yeah, but there, there's no. always, I've never had a reading where people have not shown up because we all have many people on the other side that are waiting to connect with people here. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would love to make an appointment with you. Thank you again so much. Yes, of course. Yeah. Come on down to the higher realm. We do fee services there too. And we'll be showing how to connect with Natalie at the end of the show, which is we're just about at the end. So, um, okay. Thank uh, you. Thank you for calling in. Um, Thomas, can you put on the screen Natalie's offer? Okay. So this is, this is, uh, the website and, um, uh, Natalie, do you want to just talk about the higher realm a little bit and what yes, you're offering? Of course. Yes, so it's it's higherrealmsatasota.com. And uh, like we had mentioned, we have a service, a mediumship service on a Wednesday night. So we invite everybody along. It's at seven o'clock. It's a free service. And also on Sunday afternoons at three o'clock. But I do one-on-one bookings there. So it's not less than an hour because there's a lot of stuff that comes through. But tonight for all of the the listeners and the watchers for Dr. Chris and Dr. Art Show, we're doing a special of 10% off um, for anybody that wants to come in and do a reading with me. Um, It's a lot of energy. It is a lot of work, but we're very happy to do that uh, for being a part of tonight's show. Awesome. And you work internationally so that people can go on Zoom with you and it, they don't have to be in Sarasota to yes, be able to work I with do. you. I do a lot of Zooms. I do a lot of UK. I do, you know, uh, West and East Coasts. Yeah, I do quite a lot of Zooms. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, Paula, I hope that helps you. And just go to higherrealmsarasota.com, as you see on the screen, and you'll be able to connect with Natalie. Um so, uh, I hate to wrap this up. <laughs> it's, uh, we I know, I feel like hours. we could talk midnight on this, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Well, I just want to say to our listeners um, that we will be speaking next week to author and TEDx speaker uh, of Eden Ancient Wisdom, founder of Eden Ancient Wisdom and Music Healing Institute, Eliana Gilad. She will be speaking about how to emerge triumphant and thrive through uncertainty. Boy, do we need that. (laughs) Um, But I want to thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on the show. And just amazing, just amazing. And what a a wonderful gift. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I will say that it's the great thing about all of this is that knowing that we're never, ever alone. You always have people that you can call on, people that want to step in and help you. We have a lot of angels that show up at the center and that angels bring great healing. They bring great protection. It's just great knowing that, A, there's no such thing as death. It is the grand illusion. There is life after life and that you always have people with you, working with you and protecting you. Wonderful. 
Yeah. Well, Dr. Art, anything you want to say? (laughs) Well, just uh, really appreciate, uh, Natalie, that that you have, um, I think, uh, removed some of the uh, high woo-woo level concern that people have that um, this is just a person born in a family with a skill that most of us don't have, or maybe uh, never developed, and uh, you're able to explain it and so well and and show what a wonderful gift that is to bring to other people through you. And I really appreciate your being on and, and letting people know Thank about you. that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. Very much. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. And just a great show. I I think we're going to get a lot of people uh, watching the replay. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. Very good. Good night, everybody. And thank Thank you so much for tuning in. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.